Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Be okay. The recording. Okay. Hi, everyone. See my volume here. So, um, my kitties are showing up as to be expected right when every single one of my video calls calls. So you may hear them in the background just acknowledging, and um, one just showed up. So. Um, Today we're going to be doing um, talking about lesson 154. And if you're seeing this, I don't. Do these videos get put on YouTube? This is a school for a course in miracles. Yeah, I've been putting. Um, I've been putting the because there's so many. <laughs> I've been putting the text series on YouTube, and I've been okay. putting these on pod, podcast on our podcast okay. channel. Yeah, thanks. Wanted to make sure I did a proper intro. <laughs> so. Um, we're going to be working with lesson 154 today. And um, I thought before we'd, we're, we're actually going to spend just a, most of our time reading this and talking through it. And I thought um, before we start reading the lesson, um, I wanted to share that a couple of weeks ago when we were looking at, some of us were looking at, you know, whether or not we'd teach in certain lessons. I actually chose this lesson because I've, really never had much of a relationship to this lesson. Um, I noticed that with the word minister of God in there from my history, it's not even that I have a thing about ministers. There's just some way that I resisted the way that this ego heard this lesson and um, had all kinds of images about I am among the ministers of God. So I would read this lesson, but kind of quickly and, and not really sit with it. And a week or so ago, I noticed that this lesson really called to me because, well, gosh, and it hadn't even, we hadn't even started what's been happening in the last week, but um, a big question that's been here for me, and I noticed for, seems like all the people around me are questions like, um, how do I serve right now? Um, how do I participate <laughs> in the world? How do I show my support? Um, what's my part in all this? Um, how do I, um, what's my voice in this? You know, I just listening to the questions. I, I have two of my, my two older daughters in their 20s are living back at home with me. And both of them are really working with this question of what's my voice? What's my part? What's my contribution? And, um, and I myself have been working with this. And um, what I love about this lesson is it, it's very clear. Like if I wanted to know what do I do at a time like this, this lesson essentially just maps it out for me. Simple, straight, no confusion. And um, if I'm willing, and maybe this is why I didn't really like this lesson early in my early years, if I'm willing, Jesus is very clear about the instructions about how to um, be in the world right now. And so I've just found some loving, kind, and clear direction that um, we'll explore today together. And in particular, as we're kind of going to this lesson, just because of what's happening in, in our country in particular, I thought it would be useful to listen as we're, as we're reading this aloud today and talking, noticing Jesus' Jesus's instruction about voice, about, I was thinking about the word rally, you know, there's a lot of questions about there, you know, obviously this is in the news. And I looked up the definition of rally today. I don't know if any of you have, have done that recently. Sometimes when there are words 
Tim, you're, you know, you look up numbers of words and words, but I, I love this. I thought I would share this with you all because I've been thinking about rally. I've been thinking about um, demonstration. Um, and of course, this lesson brings in the word minister, like to minister. And the word minister is also, you know, a government official um, in the dictionary definition of minister. Um, but the definition of rally, um, to bring to order again, to inspire anew, mustering of scattered forces to renew an effort. And we'll talk about then this in terms of the course versus bodies. Um, and the summoning of strength or courage after weakness or dejection. And inside of the courses context, these are actually beautiful ways to think of the word rallying because of the choice we have in the mind that requires nothing of the body and nothing of bodies or the world to change. And um, so if these are words that are with you or with those that you love, um, inside of the course and the context of what Jesus teaching is for us, these are really lovely things that we can do right here, right now from wherever we're sitting by choosing, um, making the right decision and choosing our teacher. So I just, I just thought I'd share that on, on the front end of this. Um, so I don't know what comes to mind for you all when you hear I am among the ministers of God, but you can kind of read this a whole bunch of different ways as well. Like when I first read this, it's sort of like I am among the few, I am among the few and the chosen. Like I heard this through specialness when I first read this lesson and I actually didn't want it. It's like, I don't want to be part of those few and chosen, but it's sort of, you can read it like I'm among the ministers and I'm ministering of God. And we'll look at what, what that actually means. Um, it's not what we think it means, but it's also, um, I can be among everyone as a minister of God. Um, there's just different ways to, to sit with this lesson. And um, either way, Jesus is saying one thing about one son, and there's one set of instructions. Um, and he's very clear, as I said. Hi, Lynn, you're, you're with us. Good to see you. So you guys, let's actually um, start. with um, paragraph one. By the way, when I looked up the word minister, this is what the dictionary says. So minister is a noun and a verb. Seems like this is I'm among the ministers of God, but you could read it like a verb too. The definition of minister is a, a person chosen to carry out given orders, which is really what this lesson is about. The messenger actually isn't this body and this 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 thing that I call myself. There's really it's the Holy Spirit's voice that speaks, and um, so I love the idea of that. It can seem like um, so a person chosen a person chosen to carry out given orders. Well, the orders meaning um, the vision of the Holy Spirit, and the orders are really to me is what what this lesson's essentially about. Um, and another definition of minister is to, to attend the needs of someone. So it's kind of an interesting context of this question of how do I tend, attend to my needs and to the needs of my brother? It's a big question right now for us. And once again, the, this course is telling us exactly what to do about that. And it doesn't require bodies. Okay, so um, in paragraph one, I'm going to read a little bit to start, and then I'm going to invite some of the rest of you to read. Um, 
but I'll start off with the first paragraph. Jesus is really clear from the get-go that we're not going to read this through specialness. So he says, let us today be neither arrogant nor falsely humble. We have gone beyond such foolishness. Immediately I thought of grandeur or grandiosity. You know, the ego would read and begin to think of itself, and we can do this with the Course, like there's a special thing that we have, a special relationship with the Holy Spirit or God, a special relationship with, with peace, and there's a brother who doesn't have it, that we have something to give to. And Jesus is turning this upside down and saying, there's not an arrogant, don't listen, don't read this and be arrogant or falsely humble as if we have nothing to do with it either. We've gone beyond such foolishness. We cannot judge ourselves, nor need we do so. These are but attempts to hold decision off and to, to delay commitment to our function. I don't know about you guys, but I often will spend time and energy trying to decide if I'm worthy of something worthy of this course worthy of it, it doesn't it doesn't matter dot 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 or um or if somebody else on the other side of me is worthy of what i've got to say but what jesus is saying here to me is first of all you can't judge yourself because you don't even know who you are you don't know what's in your own best interests you don't know what things are for so let's not waste time in trying to see if you're good or bad, worthy or unworthy, it's just essentially irrelevant and you can't make that judgment. So for me, Jesus just cut me off at the pass here. It's like, don't even bother. Even if you could judge, you don't even need to. All that does is to delay decision. And what I heard this morning as I was working with this is by spending time wondering about all that and trying to get myself ready to go to the Holy Spirit, Jesus is saying, don't delay, make the choice to ask the Holy Spirit for help and recommit or remember your only function and the only purpose of this world, which is forgiveness. That's it. Everything else is distraction and delay. Everything else is distraction and delay other than our choice to look choose the right teacher and remember the only purpose for anything in the world, which is forgiveness. So I'm going to pause for a section for a second, 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 and ask you guys um, if there's anything that you just want to share from this first section, and then we'll go ahead and keep reading anything that you all are hearing in this for yourself. I was curious when you were talking about, um, curious of my own reaction that how I, I really avoided this title. This, I, you know, I, I've avoided doing this lesson, even though that, I mean, the ministers made maybe mentioned it only once or twice in the book, in the, in the lesson, but it's really the messenger. It's, it's yes. the story of the mailman and not, you know, I'm a retired mailman. So, I mean, and I was thinking about Nick and about Bruce Brickman. They're both mailmen. And all, then I started thinking about I saw that in your email. delivery people that, you know, that are, have been delivering through this whole thing. And uh, yeah. so this, this idea of 
my job, my role, isn't, isn't to be, you know, because I, I lay all this stuff on. I watched that poor minister of that church in D.C. on the news. And, and I, I watched my reaction to her, like, well, you look like a smart woman. Why are you a minister? You know, it was like, it was like why, why did you go down that road of, of traditional, conventional um, Christianity when I know you're not that? <laughs> I, I know you've struggled to stay where you're at and be a good person in spite of the being locked in that tradition. And that was always my take on it, on minister. Like, that's why I avoided this lesson. Like, I don't want to be locked in to some kind of spirituality that's going to confine me. What, you know, it's just even saying that out loud is like, wow, I really believe that. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. It's lovely. Anybody else? your reaction to this lesson, the first couple lines. Let's keep reading a little bit. Oh, Sophia, did you? Yeah, I, there were a couple of things that kind of came to me. One was exactly what Tim said. Um, I have had, the, in my view, the misfortune of many people telling me I ought to be a minister. I have fought that tooth and nail. My closest way of getting close to that was to become a coach. <laughs> um, but at the same time, I've known a number of ministers that I really, really love and admire um, because of their wholeheartedness, the way that they give it themselves and, they, and the way they stay connected to God. Um, and the humility that they have. These are the ones that I know. And I fight with that and I actually envy it sometimes. Um, uh, the second piece that really stuck, stuck out to me was a bit of this reminded me of step six in, a, in the steps. We talk about uh, becoming entirely ready uh, to follow God's objectives. And so I'm kind of hearing echoes of that. Um, and they warn us very clearly about delaying, that it's dangerous, um, mm. but that it is necessary to go to God and ask mm -hmm. for help mm -hmm. and to look at all of the blocks that are in the way. You know, things like defects of character that <laughs> you really like, <laughs> you know, like being grandiose. <laughs> talking a lot like I do, <laughs> which is why being a minister does appeal to me, <laughs> telling people what to do. <laughs> These are the kinds of things that I have learned how to manage through my spiritual practice in the steps and which actually have kept me from becoming and declaring myself a minister. Mm. Um, but I love the idea of ministering to people being them with them, walking with them, listening to them, you know, um, it's, it's, it's the most wonderful thing. And I don't, but I am conflicted. And um, so I'm happy to be at this lesson right today. Mm -hmm. Well, Jesus, I, I wrote down some words because I'd love, I re, after being with this lesson a lot in the last week, Jesus clearly gives us an answer to that. Um, 
and resolves that conflict. Um, and I, I wrote down the word wholehearted, humble, close to God, walking with and listening to. Those were some of the words that you use to describe the people you admire. And what I see Jesus saying in this lesson is, because ultimately a minister of God is, is um, a son of God that receives the message of God. It's a, the, the minister is actually a receiver. Yeah. Uh, it's, there's, there isn't something that's happening body to body here. The minister is, um, is the one that's willing to um, receive and then share the vision of the Holy Spirit. And I can do that. And I, that where I do that is in the mind. And then it naturally extends out. So I love those words, Sophia, wholehearted, humble, close to God. All of that happens when I make the choice and look with the Holy Spirit. That really is my experience. Mm-hmm. I experience myself wholehearted, humble, mm-hmm. close to God, close to my brother, sameness, shared interests. That natural experience that comes immediately when I really have just um, laid things down on the altar and asked to see with the Holy Spirit. So all of those things can be available right here, right now. And, um, and I hear your own conflict about, you know, the worldly stuff, but yeah, it's really lovely. So that is what we're going to hear is Jesus is saying essentially that we're a minister of God because we, um, because we have the opportunity to receive, um, the message ourselves and then naturally share that with our brother, which is what we do when we practice forgiveness. So um, let's go back up to paragraph one. I'll finish this and then we'll keep reading. So Jesus goes on to say, it is not our part to judge our worth, nor can we know what role is best for us. This is fairly specific. I mean, I can really listen to this as a person that thinks I'm a body in a world. Essentially, Jesus is saying, it's not my job to judge my worth and it's not my job to know what, my, what is the best role that I play out. I mean, fundamentally the role is, is to, to be a son of God that asks for help and to really forgive and experience atonement. That's fun. That's really what I'm up to. But even in the world, it's not, it's not up to me to, to decide the best role for me. I mean, that's a relief. Is that a relief for you guys when you read that? That's a relief for me. Um, So I wrote down today when I was working with us, I wrote not my job and my job. And I literally wrote down Jesus's instructions for me. So not my job to judge my worth, not my job to choose my role. And then he says, what we can do within a larger plan, we cannot see in its entirety. This, this just rings of, is it lesson? Uh, what's the lesson? Um, 23. What's this? I cannot, I don't know what anything is for. I don't know what's in my own best interests. I forget the numbers of those. Um, but you guys know what I'm referring to. I, I don't know what anything is. It's an entirety. So I can't judge something in a little slice of something. It's impossible for me to see. Jesus says, our part is cast in heaven, not in hell. Hell would be imagining that I've separated from my father and I'm, I'm playing out and in the world. So my role is not cast as a body. I am not defined by anything about that the body would say. Not man, not woman, not race. Not someone of this country, another country. Not a special brother 
a brother in need, um, one son. And what we think is weakness can be strength, and what we believe to be our strength is often arrogance. <laughs> this is, um, I'm going to invite you all to share if you'd like to right here. Jesus points to this. How many times in the course does he say something like, he seems like he says this a lot. Like sometimes what you think is a success is really not. And sometimes what you think is failure really isn't. And then he's now saying what you believe to be your strength is often arrogance. And what you often think is weakness is actually strength. And for me, how I read that this morning is, um, often when I'm trying to accomplish something as a body, as a special body, um, I can see that as strength. And oftentimes when it is that I'm, when I don't know what to do and I'm humbled, I realize that what I actually do is remember the strength that is of God. There's never strength in, in the choice for the ego. And um, I can't tell the difference. I really can't tell the difference especially if I'm trying to look at that as a, as, um, as a body that's trying to accomplish something in the world. So would anybody like to share something about that part? What you think is weakness can be strength. Strength is often arrogance. Yes, uh, Stephen here. Uh, yes, hi, Stephen. Hi. Uh, anyway, uh, I, I read the, uh, the Savior's Vision. Uh, that's a section in... Uh, it's actually, I think it's the second to last section in chapter 31. And it seemed to be saying the same thing. I keep, it keeps coming up uh, as you're reading this. And, and uh, the lines are these, uh, the Savior's vision cannot judge because it does not know. And recognizing this, it merely asks, what is the meaning of what I behold? Then is the answer given. So uh, it's, uh, it, it, I agree. I mean, in here over and over and over is telling me, Stephen, you don't know anything. So just, you know, step back and, and look as best as possible. And, and uh, realize that the thing that I like to say to myself is I, I am the Holy son of God himself, because I'm still not quite convinced. Uh, and the, what, if, if I can do this, if I can realize that I don't know anything and just ask that question, what is the meaning of what I behold? I can shorten it a little bit and then wait for the answer. Uh, and I'm almost there. I think that's the way to <laughs> it for me. It's great. It's really great. I will often take time and energy to try to pause to see if I did the right thing. <laughs> if, what, if what I did was good, if what I did was strong, if what I did make a difference, you know, uh, if what I did was the right thing. And, you know, that's, I can be gentle with that. <laughs> that line of thinking is just useless because I really don't know. It's not my job to know. And it is my job to look with the Holy Spirit. So um, thanks, Stephen. I was, yeah, I, Tim. Yeah, I was thinking about it. Like, it, like when, especially when we first started doing retreats, um, the initial thought was, I have to step up and do this because there's a vacuum and nobody's doing it. And, and then Lynn was willing to do it. So let's go for it. And, and then two or three days before every retreat, it wasn't just something always went wrong, like technically or something broke. 
but but it wasn't that that wasn't the problem the problem was i i got crazy you know i totally lost it and i thought i can't go in there and teach this stuff when i i'm such a bad course student and and it just seemed like that that i was going in thinking i had to do a good job and then the thought finally came like well you're not doing it anyway you know like like if you don't step out of the way whether you're a bad course student or a good course student you know you're not you're not doing it either way so it looked like a real weakness and it was to get that crazy in terms of you know i really blew it i wasn't being a very good course student but the the strength was in spite of that i was willing to say to myself mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. I, i'm not doing it i'm not doing it anyway and even as mm -hmm. crazy as i am right now if i step back and let him lead the way it'll happen and then it always worked out. <laughs> it was just fine. Whatever happened was fine. But but just to get to that point where I was such a bad course student, and I still went, oh, I can. I'm not doing this. So even even as a bad course student, I can still step back and let him lead the way, and it, it would go all right. And it did. <laughs> Love how he turns that upside down for us. It's so deceiving. I've been thinking, Tim, kind of like you. I mean, honestly, I haven't wanted to teach any any of the course stuff over the last couple of months. As you know, I've been emailing. <laughs> it's like, I'm okay. such a hot mess having to work with this course every day. And I'm so getting in the way. I mean, I'm so tempted to think there's something for me to do that I, I should not be teaching, should not be teaching the course. And one of the things I was rereading today was what happens when I have been willing to say, I, I want to see something. I want to see things differently. There has to be another way. And I was reading today about how the Holy Spirit takes this relationship immediately, this relationship in the mind, which extends to all mine and gets right into action. And at first, that seems like things are topsy-turvy. It's just my at first keeps lasting and lasting and lasting. <laughs> so it's like, you know, um, it can, but I, in some ways, sometimes what I think about it is like good news. It's good news when I can't do it as a human being. It's good news. And that's what doesn't look like such good news when it's happening. Anybody else want to share your own experience of, of this? Lynn, you're smiling. Anything you want to say? Yeah. I'm just having a few memories flash through <laughs> my mind because as most of you know, I, I've been doing this a long, long time. And, you know, I always thought I could evaluate whether I did something well or whether it was terrible or whether it was understandable or on and on and on. And, I, I, you know, I, sometimes I've had to do a, a talk when I've been sick or uh, you know, one of one of the good ones was once with a, a serious migraine headache, and you know it never made any difference as long as I remembered that I wasn't the one doing it, which sometimes I didn't. But uh, you know, I, and I asked for help. There, it, it it always went fine in spite of the condition I was in. Mm -hmm. or uh, an upset I might have had just before, you know, uh, an event or, uh, oh, there have been many, many, many 
it just doesn't matter. It's amazing. You know, it's like once, once we're there and we've asked the Holy Spirit and Jesus to be with us and give us the help, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a great undoing though. It really is a great undoing to be, you know, sharing, sharing a message because um, I think most of us that, that come to it and do it, it, it's, it's not our first choice to do that. <laughs> it just isn't, you know, like, oh, wow, I really want to do this, you know. Uh, it's interesting. I think the opportunity I just saw that we, I think we have, especially as a country right now, is in some ways I think people are called to figure out their part in ways that we're not normally called to. I mean, people that I know that don't participate much in anything that goes on outside of their own home are thinking, I've got something I need to do. And in some ways, that opportunity to really go, what is there for me to do, especially as core students, um, it's, it's, a really great, it's a really great classroom. It's such a great classroom. Would somebody like to read paragraph three? Because this is very specific about what we're talking here, what Lynn and Tim just referred to. Paragraph three, is that what you said? Uh-huh, paragraph three. Mm -hmm. Sure, I'll read it. It, it is through his ability to hear one voice, which is his own, that you become aware at last that there is one voice in you. And that one voice appoints your function and relays it to you, giving you the strength to understand it, do what it entails, and to succeed in everything you do that is related to it. God has joined his son in this, and thus his son becomes his messenger of unity with him. There you have it. It's never, it's never the words, you know, it's never the form it is always the content that gets um, delivered. The, um, yeah, the content of, of, uh, of love, of peace, mm -hmm. is what really gets delivered and teaches. Mm -hmm. Let's keep reading. Um, let's go to paragraph five, because Tim was referring earlier to messenger, and I think this is one of the most vivid and clear parts of this lesson, is to get to make this analogy of what, what a messenger's job is, which is essentially what, what um, he's instructing us to do. Would somebody like to read paragraph five? I think our mailman should read it. There he is. Step right There's... up, mailman. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm sorry. I, I joined late again. Uh, what page are we on? Oh, we're on page, sorry, 288, paragraph 5, 288. lesson 154, Bruce. Mm -hmm. I, am, I am among the teachers of God. I, I looked at it today, but I'm in another book. I, oh. 288. We put you on the spot, messenger. <laughs> you guys, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay. 
I you can the text. I don't know. Well, you know what? Here we go. Are you Three, found eight, it? Paragraph five. Uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. A messenger is is not the one who writes the message. He he delivers. Mm -hmm. Or does he question the right of him who does? Nor ask why he has chosen those who will receive the message that he brings. It is enough that he accepts it. Give it to the one for whom it is intended and fulfill his role in its delivery. He determines what the message should be or what their purpose is or where they should be carried. He is failing to perform his proper part as a bringer of the word. Mm. Now, it's, uh, we often want to uh, get in the way of the message, you know, and uh, I know uh, I have problems with that. Um, <laughs> uh, and uh, that's part of my arrogance that I have to uh, check out. Uh, but um, people around me <laughs> and uh, the Holy Spirit seems to arrange things uh, so I can get a proper, proper perspective. <laughs> A proper, a proper holy slap. <laughs> yeah, a proper holy slap, so to speak. Yeah. And sort of that's uh, what uh, this paragraph five is saying, you know. He's, he's saying that uh, uh, the message is not from you. It's from the one who knows, and, uh, mm. and you don't have to be concerned about it. Mm. You know, the miracle being the proper, uh, being the process of the healing sort of uh, takes, uh, takes that concern away. Mm. It was really clear when I, when I was delivering mail that uh, the things I would be excited about delivering, it was fun to deliver money if you knew you had checks. Or it was fun to deliver cards. It, you know, it was just personal and it was, junk mail was kind of a drag. <laughs> Nobody wanted to deliver that. <laughs> but, uh, but but the, there was there was you know and and it it had my job was to deliver it period and and do it as quickly and as efficiently as as I could and and the that part of delivering something that was going to be personally touching was was it was like a privilege to do that hmm. and then then taking that and applying it to this once again I'm not I'm not deciding who this is going to go to. This goes to everybody I meet. <laughs> I'm not deciding who it goes to. And I'm not writing the message. You know, it's what, whatever's in there is in there. I just need to deliver it. <laughs> so, I mean, it was so, uh, it was that, I, I just think that was the mailman paragraph of all paragraphs. <laughs> uh, yeah, lots of messages there in, mm -hmm. in, uh, in a real sense. And, uh, you know, the messages change every day. Never the yeah. <laughs> one real message. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, I, go ahead. Go ahead, Bruce. 
uh, I always uh, uh, liked uh, delivering the messages that uh, had a colorful envelope. <laughs> <laughs> we like them to have some pizzazz, yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that I love about this analogy is it's just so clear, um, you know, what, what it would be to tamper with mail. You know, it's a federal crime. <laughs> in this country <laughs> to tam to tamper with mail and um and i was i was just kept running scenarios in my mind i thought of you know gosh the old the old images of people on horses you know doing messages and then the movies i've seen where they actually did get in the way of the message you know where they they secretly you know mix up the message and the drama that it caused and and um I was thinking that i'm not as clear about my own desire to get in the way and the mess that that makes it just just the veil that 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 uh creates with the direct message of the holy spirit that can just be naturally extended if that's the choice i've made in my mind and all the work i think i need to do to alter the message the special way i think i need to give the message the way i think i need to rewrite the message the way i think that what i think has something important to add to the message. It's just all the ways of tampering with the mail um, is just such a great, a great way to think about getting in the way of the steps of forgiveness. You know, it, the first thing requires, maybe I'm not upset for the reason. I think that's the first clue that um, I get to get my hands off it. Um, but just, I just love this visual. We did, we did, we did, and we do read the postcards though. <laughs> we, we, did, we didn't add or subtract okay. anything, but we read every postcard. <laughs> we got to read that message. <laughs> oh. Well, in some ways, the joy that you describe of what it is to deliver messages is some of the, the spirit of what this lesson is saying. And Lynn, you were saying right when we got on, which is the joy of being in the right mind is reflected back to us. It is such a joy to be in the right mind. And what it looks like is that my brothers are giving me back all that I've wanted. It just, it's just sweet. I, you know, I don't know, I didn't deliver mail, but I'm imagining delivering something, you know, that somebody really receives a little love letter or something and it's made their day. And there's just, you're so tickled to be a part of something that's, that's brought that love to bear. And Jesus is saying is that naturally happens when we've made that choice in our own mind. It's reflected back to us with no effort and with no special bodily function attached to it. Nothing in what we say or do needs to be special. So in some ways we're, so let's keep going because he's going to clarify what messenger is. And that's the major part of this. He, first of all, he gives us this great analogy. And then he goes on to say, there's a difference between the role of a heaven's messenger and one of the world. So um, uh, would somebody like to read uh, paragraph six? I'll read it. I thought you might be going for the clicker. <laughs> To unmute yourself, great. Go ahead. There is one major difference in the role of heaven's messengers, which sets them off from those the world appoints. The messages that they deliver are intended first for them. And it is only as they can accept them for themselves that they become able to bring them further. 
and to give them everywhere that they were meant to be. Like earthly messengers, they did not write the messages they bear, but they become their first receivers in the truest sense, receiving to prepare themselves to give. I find that has been really true in times where, um, like, I worked as a counselor in treatment centers, so sometimes I wouldn't have a clue what what to do because it would go off in some completely different direction. <laughs> and you're like, oh, how do I get this back on track? And then I find that it was what I had prayed for because I always, beforehand, I made sure, well, not always, but tried to make sure to whatever it was that I was struggling with, that it would, it would come through. So there was always somebody with the same problem, <laughs> which helped me just as much as it helped them. Our brother shows us the choice that we've made in our own mind. Yeah. 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 This really relieves me too. This whole, this whole, this whole, I'm surprised I haven't loved this, this, um, lesson before because I just found myself relieved, then relieved, then relieved. I, um, especially when it comes to the course, but certainly in my work as well, um, there's this, will I do it right? And thinking my job is to get them somewhere else. And it's never about that. It's, it's and it's <laughs> never about that. It's really all I need to do today. I was thinking, I don't know what to say. This this thing has been for me lately. The lessons are so rich. It's kind of like I don't know which thing to say, or as if there's something to say. But it was like, no, the only this is the only way to teach is to receive, and that's my only job is to receive the the um, to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit's vision, and the rest takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. And um, I've heard that so many times, but here we are again. Anybody else want to share from Wow, you mean I could do a good job if I actually just accept and receive the Holy Spirit's help? <laughs> that gets me an A. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Job well done. <laughs> that's that's a really minus. that. That's my only job. <laughs> yeah, because it's impossible not to extend that. There's no like first I have to receive, then I have to give. The receiving naturally extends itself, um, because I see with with vision, and that naturally encompasses my brother because it's all happening in the mind. There's nothing out there anyway. So the choice to look with the Holy Spirit is the choice to see my brother as sinless. I don't think we can underestimate the power of receiving. Um, it is so critically important in everything we do. You know, I, I had a, a good fortune of going through the course um, at a time, the first time I went through the lessons, very difficult part of my life. Just everything was just, you know, from human perspective wrong. It happened to be the most joyful time um, because 
I had so much peace and joy because all I, I realized my only job was to receive mm. direction. And it was such a relief uh, because I did not know what to do. Wow. And um, that, that, that sentence that talked about the one voice, that becomes so apparent when the mind is so still and it recognizes its weakness and powerlessness that it, um, that it's like, I, I called it like putting on the big ears and the big, the big eyes, you know, that's, you know, kind of my thing. I just was able to see and receive things. And it was so instructive in, in, and so deliberate in its, um, the voice in its um, directions. And as I followed one step after another, you know, I, I, I ended up in this most glorious place, you know, doing work that, first of all, I, I loved and I was suited for, but, I was in this sort of new area and it required me to do the very same thing. It required me to, to listen and be present with my brothers. And I thought, wow, this is weird. And I often would feel like I didn't know what I was doing. Like, um, you know, I, I don't know her name, but she's talking about, I don't know what to do. And the moment I was just present enough for that, I could hear what to do and I would know what to say. And, um, it just became a really wonderful time in my life that informed that has informed my life until today. Um, I, I don't even know how to live fully, you know, any other way. You know, I do slip and, you know, I do get arrogant every now and then too, but I can't, I mean, the amount of effort it takes, you know, to be in the world and try to command and control and direct it and, all of that stuff I learned in corporate, you know, it's just exhausting. And this is such a sweet way. I could just that sit is. back and let him lead the way and go, so what's up, dude? What are we doing today? You know? And I get, I get uh, the sweet, gentle voice that tells me what that is. And I can rest in that, you know, um, mm. and listen, I right. rest in God. That is really a wonderful um, instruction. Mm. That reminds me of one of my teammates said the other day, given a whole bunch of things that have happened, I had no idea how lovely it is to be so to be humbled. Like being humbled seems like it's going to be bad news. And the relief and the joy, she was just like, who knew humility was so awesome. Yeah. And but she was moved to tears at the, the actual presence of humility allows, it's really... We're, we're essentially saying, I don't know, and I need help. I, and what I love about the courses, it's not sort of, I need to go to another part of the ego to get help. It's really, I know who to get help with. And that's outside the dream with the Holy Spirit. And that's a unique thing about the course is it's possible to be humbled in lots of ways. This is a very particular kind of humility, um, which is recognizing first that I'm a mind and that in the mind I can make another choice and then I see all things differently and that that help isn't perspective from the world. Um, I've, I've been humbled a lot in my life, but the humility of being with the Holy Spirit is a whole different kind of experience um, when I've got the Holy Spirit as my, 
as my friend, my constant companion. I, I was thinking about the, the rough times, um, like when they were really rough and, 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 and the prayer that I would pray, um, especially if I, after I got into recovery and was doing the course consistently, was always, um, you know, I was thinking about that story where Helen asked Jesus, what should I say to this young lady who's going to ask me about her situation? And Jesus did not give her the message to say to that young lady. He said, ask me to help you see her without judgment and you'll know what to say. You'll know what the message is. And so, especially in the rough times, I knew I couldn't, if, if I prayed for an investment, if I prayed for any kind of outcome at all, please help me get a job, please help me get a roof over my head, please, please, please don't let my car break down because I'm in the middle of delivery 400 miles from everybody, whatever it was, you know, if, if I prayed for that, it, 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 it rested my whole sense of peace on, on something external. And I, and I knew that wasn't, even if it played out, it, it wasn't real, it wasn't gonna be real. And so I would ask to, whoever I was gonna deal with, I'd ask to see them. If I was trying to get a job, please help me see this person with respect. Please help me to be present with this person, whether they give me the job or not. And so the, the message was that, it was, it was almost like that respect. I wasn't using the word that I was seeing them as a son of God, but certainly I was treating them respectfully. I was treating myself respectfully and, and my, and, and my, that was the prayer. Please help me see them that way. That was the message. Please help me see them that way. Hmm. When I ask for specific help in the world, I don't feel peaceful. Hmm. Not even with the question to the Holy spirit. Um, help me to get this, help them to see what I see, help them, help me not lose this, help me get, it's, um, it's actually stressful yeah. to ask for specifics. Um, and you know, it's, yeah, go ahead, Lynn. Um, I think in, in re receiving, letting the Holy Spirit be the, the um, one who delivers the message to us, um, that there are no special messages. The message is always the same for the entire sonship. You know, there's this, there's one message, God's son is guiltless. And um, that's, that's really the only message over and over again. So, uh, you know, if there's any specialness in the message, that's always a clue to me that, you know, um, uh, you know, somewhere I'm seeing uh, division, separation, um, uh, distinctions um, that uh, are not true. Does that make sense? That, yeah. Makes great sense to me. I know you and I talked, Lynn, weeks ago, I was thinking, it was really um, thinking that there were special needs. Various clients had all kinds of urgent special needs and my children had special needs and that there were different answers. Yeah. And I knew better, but, um, but it was another classroom to really know there's just one son one thing for me to do. I wrote down today, one purpose, one way, one voice, one job, one place, one time, one son, one thing. 
and it's God's son is guiltless. Ask for help. And, um, and then just be willing, just the willingness to, to be patient. And then to, to, in some ways, how it ends up playing out for me is whatever is the specific seeming thing in the world, it plays out and I'm almost like a witness to it. There's no um, investment in the special activity, the special words. There's zero investment. It's like happening happens. Yeah. But the one clear vision is God's son is guiltless. And that I know when that is what is in the mind. Is that true for you guys too? I mean, there's no doubt for me when I'm there. Yeah. yeah. That's what makes, um, you know, um, counseling, mentoring, anything g- done from the course perspective yet so simple and easy because the message is always going to be the same. I think uh, hearing hearing the call, which is my call, hearing that is 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 calls forth the answer, and you know we just recognize that we don't have to figure anything out. But you know the the message is always going to be like we said, it's for the entire sonship. If I had to give a message, you know, there had to be a message, oh, this one's only for you, and this one is only for you, and, you know, it's, no, it's just the same, (laughs) same, same, same. Well, given what you just said, Lynn, let's look at paragraph 12. Jesus, by the way, in the rest of this lesson goes on to really say, would you receive the message of God? You are you who are now the messenger of God, receive his message. I mean, receive, receive, receive is all over the next three paragraphs. When I receive, I become his messenger, which is the which is the Holy Spirit. And so he makes that very clear with us. Um, and twelve, would somebody like to read that paragraph for us? It's and, and take your time. I'll go ahead and read it. Let us but learn this lesson today. We will not recognize what we receive until we give it. You have heard this said a hundred ways, a hundred times, and yet belief is lacking still. But this be sure, until belief is given it, you will receive a thousand miracles and then receive a thousand more, but will not know that God himself has left no gift beyond what you already have, nor has God denied the tiniest of blessings to his son. What do you all hear in that? I really looked at this one today. What oh, yeah, this mean? is Stephen. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, to, just to answer your question uh, real quickly, um, I literally live for that. I'm, I'm here on this earth um, because of that, those thousand miracles. I, I stick around uh, for those glimpses of reality for those times when everything just kind of goes away. And, uh, and, and I'm in those moments, those, those holy instants, those true, true perception. 
and you know it come back down. But without that, there's no reason to be here as far as I'm concerned. You know, there's a, there's a, a, a really nice thing. I don't do the Bible hardly at all, but I did it for quite a while. And, uh, you know, the, the definition of faith in the Bible is uh, uh, faith is the substance of things hoped for and, uh, and the evidence of things unseen. And I think that matches on all fours with the, with the course. Uh, you, you know, I, I need evidence. I have to have it. Uh, and and, and I, I put a lot of effort into, uh, into going for that. Today's lessons for the day is I will step back and let him lead the way. It's right there in front of us. And, so that's, that's what I do as much as possible. And I get as many of those as possible, but a lot of times I think I have to prepare myself to be holy in order to get that or, or to do something uh, or, or to think I know stuff. You know, I read this a bunch. I mean, you know, I've been with it a few days, as Derek says. And, and uh, you know, I, 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 when, I get those, when I get those glimpses of reality, when I'm absolutely certain um, that, uh, that, I'm, that I'm walking with uh, him who sent me, uh, that I'm good. You know, I, I'm good for a while. You know, you can leave me alone for a while, but uh, there, there's no reason to be here except for that for me. Thank you. Well, um, what I read in this is, as um, as you were saying about a reason to be here, the 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 thing I'm grateful for, and and one of the things we're going to read in a second is I'm a, well, I'll read it now. I'm among the ministers of God, and I I am grateful that I have the means by which to recognize that I am free what my the gift of my brother is my brother shows me what's in my mind that otherwise I wouldn't know and wouldn't be able to see and then look at with the Holy Spirit. So the the gratitude that I experience of having a thousand miracles and a thousand more are those moments where I actually see my brother as innocent, where my brother shows up as not innocent to me. And that's really what the emphasis of this course is about is um, I, have, I have gratitude that I have the Holy Spirit and I have gratitude that I have a seeming brother outside, seemingly outside of me that shows me my choice. Otherwise, it's a little bit like, you know, I'm on a drug trip and I don't know it. <laughs> you know, I'm down a dark alley and I, I can't see any, I can't see where I am and my brother shows me home. So the gratitude that I got in, recognizing that I am free is actually the opportunity to see my brother first to see that if I, if my brother shows me anything other than same interests and peace that I've made a different choice and I've made a choice in my mind and I have another opportunity to choose. So it's quite a, it's quite an opportunity for me at least to, to have that classroom. I have a classroom and I have a teacher and both and my teacher tells me the end is guaranteed and gives me very simple directions if I'm willing to listen. Mm. And even though I think I might have to do something, what I just heard again in this lesson is all there is to do is to receive, to ask for help, to receive the message of the Holy Spirit, which is the Son of God is innocent, and then to witness the extension of that to my brother. Tim, did you want to say something here? You leaned forward, so I wanted to just... Uh... Well, well, I was sitting with that uh, idea of... Uh, that's a lot of miracles. <laughs> a thousand and a thousand more. <laughs> I mean, and, and, and he says, you won't even see it. You won't see the, the miracle walking up right in front of you 
until you're willing to give it that blessing of, of guiltlessness. Yeah. In a lot of ways, it just means on a practical level, I think, don't be cruel. <laughs> don't be mean to my computer. I mean, my miracle is a walking miracle as much as my brother is. Every, I'm looking at my desk and I'm thinking every, everything I'm looking at my desk, my pen, my book, my, my, my mouse, they're all miracles waiting to happen if, if I treat them with that same respect that I, that if I ask to treat them as the son of God, if I ask to treat them as the miracle that each thing is, then it's thousands upon thousands. Everything I'm looking at is a miracle. My vitamin bottles. <laughs> well, if you look at if you look at paragraph eleven on the page before, I had wanted us to read this and thought we might not have time, but I just wanted to say for me, Tim, you're pointing to this. So on paragraph eleven, he says we practice giving him, our teacher, um, what he would have that we may recognize his gifts to us. And then it goes on to say, which sometimes the course does this. He needs our voice that he may speak through us. He needs our hands to hold his messages and carry them to those he appoints. He needs our feet to bring us where he wills, that those who wait in misery may at last be delivered. He needs our will united with his own that we may be true receivers. Well, he doesn't need our feet and hands and mouth, literally speaking. But what I read about this is that all things, the computer, my pen, this video camera, the peace rally that's outside my house, the news on TV, all things he needs for us to use as an opportunity to practice and to forgive and to see. So all things are useful. There's no thing that's not useful for that. And he needs us to use whatever's in front of us to make another choice. I don't know if these end at six or six fifteen. Um, I forgot. Is it about now? Well, it, either. It's an hour. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, let's just, why don't we, um, I'm just looking to see. Oh, yeah, let's read the last paragraph as a way to close. And in particular, what I loved was the word demonstrate was in here. And if those of you who weren't here when we started this, this lesson today, one of the things that I had shared is that I have been actively using what's in front of me as an op as my classroom with with my teacher with um, the holy spirit and so i have been really looking at what it is to rally demonstrate what it is to have a voice what it is to care for my brother what it is to be of service because if that question isn't happening for me it certainly seems like it's happening for my roommates, my children, my family, my friends. And so um, I love that the word demonstrate is in here. So we can actually rally, demonstrate, can have our own peace rally um, with our teacher and then let that naturally take its right action um, in the world. So um, would somebody like to read this as a closing? I'll read okay. it. Okay. Let's have our wannabe minister. No. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> Sorry about that. I didn't mean to bring that up. Here. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoops. 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 that. Okay, Yay. let that go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the world receives as we light up our minds and realize these holy words are true. 
They are the message sent to us today from our creator. Now we demonstrate how they have changed our minds about ourselves and what our function is. For as we prove that we accept no will we do not share, our many gifts from our creator will spring to our sight and leap into our hands and we will recognize what we have received. Mm. I am a minister of God. <laughs> mm. I'm the long room. That was lovely. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. Thank you all. Another favorite lesson now. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while. <laughs> a long time. I'm so grateful. So Thank grateful. Thanks. Thank you, Whitney. That was great. Thank you. Thank you oh, Whitney. you're welcome. You're welcome. Thank Appreciate you. it. Bye, everyone. Nice. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Thank you, Whitney. Bye. You're welcome. Thank you all.